this being at home and just being with yourself and you have to get to know yourself better you're alone so much and you are sometimes even lonely and you you hurt a lot and you have to become your best friend because you're the only person you always have with you You're listening to the Authenticity is Contagious podcast with Kathleen O'Grady, where she and her guests discuss what it means to choose your authentic self, to remove negative energy, to live a calmer life, and to become more, a more heart-centered person, a stronger leader, a better partner, and a friend. Come join us on this journey of creating the life you've been missing out on, one intention at a time. Here's your host, authentic leadership coach and founder of Rally Coaching and Rally Coaching Academy, Kathleen O'Grady. Welcome to the Authenticity is Contagious podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen O'Grady, and my guest today is Julia Meter, all the way from Germany. Welcome, Julia. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I remember being a guest on your Expat Partners podcast. How many years ago was it now? I think almost two years. So here we are again. (laughs) (laughs) You and I connected last week and I wanted to invite you to be a guest, not just because I adore you and you have so much amazing wisdom and, and cultural knowledge to share, but because you yourself have been through, let's call it a new hero's journey recently. (laughs) Well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) With the coronavirus and all of the things that are happening. Just so you guys know a little bit about Julia, she is the owner of Dreamfinder Coaching. She is also the founder of City of Oaks Publishing. She has her expat partner podcast. She is a graduate of Raleigh Coaching Academy. She is an expat herself. She lived in Raleigh from what year? 2012 to 2015. Okay. And so I'm just going to pass it over to you, Julia. And I'd like for you to just maybe start by sharing a little bit about your journey since coming back to Germany and building your business and and finding your, your brand and finding yourself. What are some of the versions of your business and personal identity story that you've experienced and and how has that all led up to now where you are? What happened when we came back? So we came back end of October in 2015 and I was just in the process of RCA. I had the last weekend right in front of me and I couldn't come back. Actually, I wanted to come back in November to do it, but I couldn't because of some airline strike. And that was quite hard for me. So coming back in fall when it's so dark here in in Germany and yes you have the Christmas markets and stuff like that but it was just very hard and then four weeks after we came back I started my old job which is a very very short time when you have kids and you repatriate you have to find like spots for them and daycare and so on and I did this but it was all very very fast and repatriation is a lot harder than most people who have never experienced it think you think you just come back to your the country where you're from 
and just start again. But it's, it's not like that. It takes you up to a year to really just come back and be present and comfortable in the culture that you grew up in. And so I was completely overwhelmed the first year after I came back because I had such a great time in the end, especially in Raleigh. I started my, my coaching training, felt so at home. You know, I came in into uh, your class and it was just like, I was at home. And then I founded uh, City of Oaks Publishing and we published those journals and it was just such a great time. And I came back and it was like, like I hit a wall and I started my old corporate job and I had it only done for half a year and then I quit because I just couldn't do it anymore. I was so out of place there. I was in, in those meetings and I just felt like this is not where I belong and where I should be. And then in Germany, it takes a long time when you hand in your notice. It's at least three months until you can leave. You can just leave the same day or two weeks later. That's not possible. So I was very lucky, actually, that it was just three months. Some people have like half a year or sometimes even nine months. So I left in, in summer, half a year after we came back and started my own business. And having a coaching business in Germany is different, I think, than it is in, in the US. I know it's hard there too, to grow your client's base and to get your, the word out. But it's here, coaching is seen differently. People don't know that much about coaching, but all the women in their <laughs> 40s are becoming coaches, which is very interesting. So sometimes when you tell people you're a coach, they will roll their eyes and be like, oh, just another one. And people don't like to spend money on coaching. So that was hard for me, but I just kept at it because I knew it was right. And, and then were the normal ups and downs and with some identity crises <laughs> in between where you feel like it's just the right thing for me, but I'm still doing it. It's now in, in summer, it's four years since I left my corporate job and started my own business. And I don't want to go back <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, that was a really great description of, of what you have done since you've been back. <laughs> so who have you been through all of those twists and turns? Your questions. <laughs> Who have I been? I've become a better version of myself. It's been a journey to my core. And sometimes I feel I, I'm even not there yet that I'm still, still wandering around and, and looking for who I truly am. But it's, it's fun and it's interesting. I really like it that I'm still able to discover myself. So I've been some versions of myself in the past years. Yeah, but I'm becoming more me every day. Like you said, it's been a long time since you were at RCA. And so perhaps even, even the way that I define authentic leadership may have evolved since then. But if you mm -hmm. consider that authentic leadership isn't discovering yourself, but it's choosing who you are, mm -hmm. 
If you were to take a moment and just choose the way you want to define yourself right here, right now, what would it be? I think I have a picture in my mind, but it's hard to find words for it. <laughs> and it's not because English is not my native language. <laughs> I think I couldn't even do it in German. <laughs> I feel like all the words that I can choose, like all the nouns, like I'm a business owner, I'm a better mother, I am a strong woman, all those words, they, they don't catch it. It's like, it's very... They don't say enough. It's more the feeling that's behind it. And last week we talked about, I chose a, as a picture for my new me and the phoenix. So I have thought and felt about it <laughs> in the past days a lot. So I've always gone back to that picture. And this is how I would define myself, like a phoenix. Because this rising up again and again because there are so many things that you don't see coming so many obstacles like for example the repatriation after we came back which i didn't think was a problem but it was now this coronavirus time that you're i have to stay at home and be more of a stay-at-home mom that i ever wanted to be and it's always hard but then i rise again and i know that every time i rise again I am more radiant than I was before and I'm stronger than I was before. And I need this falling down to rise again. And this is how I define myself, that I can always rise again and be stronger after that. That's beautiful, Julia. So what would you say to the people listening out there that are going through their own version of their Phoenix experience. That when you experience those tough times, those negative feelings, and when you stumble, you fall, you hit the ground, that's always part of the process. And it's good that this happens because then you can rise again and you can grow and you can be stronger if you really reflect that and just, yeah, you're aware and you're always trying to be yourself, then you can grow after those experiences and they are good and they are important. Something just came to me in conjunction with your, your journeys over the years. This whole being stuck at home and with ourselves to the point where we can't escape ourselves. It's almost like an expat journey to the soul. I actually talked about this with my husband today that I feel like this being at home and just being with yourself and you have to get to know yourself better. And this is, during this expat time, this always happens. It happens to everybody because you, you're alone so much and you are sometimes even lonely and you, you hurt a lot. And you have to become your best friend because you're the only person you always have with you. And this is what happens now as well. And this is why it's so important that you just become your, your, 
your best friend. And during the expat time, I didn't have this because I was working all the time and I was in this corporate job. And then just at the end, I, I quit my job and I started my own business and did the coach training and everything was fine. But I was already there and connected to everybody. So I'd had this time of loneliness that so many experts have. I didn't have that then, but I have it now. And this is what I talked to my husband about today. It's like, now I feel this even more and I can feel the heaviness, but it's also healing that I can feel this now. It's just a constant understanding of, of how we want to define our identity and having the courage to communicate and educate those around us that that's who we want to be seen as and respected as. And now more than ever, <laughs> boundary setting is so important. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. it's easy to lose ourselves to, to whatever's going on in our household. Yeah. And there's so much drama on some days. Mm -hmm. And you always have to keep in mind that not everybody around you is as authentic as you may be. And they communicate it in a very different way sometimes. It's hard to not to slip into victim role when you are at home with so many people. How has COVID impacted your clients that you're coaching right now? Actually, a lot because my clients are mostly expats and expat partners who live abroad right now. Some of them are already back in Germany, but most of them live abroad. And they are struggling a lot because they're not in a country where they feel sometimes comfortable living or where they don't have a lot of infrastructure. So they're on their own and they're often living in very small apartments not when they're in the US, but if you live in another country and you're not allowed to go out and you don't understand, sometimes you don't understand um, what's being said in the news and so on, or the official statements, sometimes it's so hard to, to understand them because the, the language is so different. So they're very scared because they don't know what to do and when they can travel home the next time and so on. And most of them are women. And they are struggling with um, also having everybody at home, especially they often have um, partners who are executives and they are very, very restless when they're at home. So I know that there are a lot of relationships are, they're struggling with that as well. So listening with love <laughs> is also a good thing for them to do. Well, isn't that fascinating? As we always say at RCA, when you're a coach, you tend to attract clients that need to be coached on similar things to what you're dealing with yourself. Yes, <laughs> that's true. They choose me as a coach because I've been through what they are going through now. So I can always commiserate with them. So I learned to set boundaries very early on in my coaching practice. But we can connect on a deeper level. And right now, most of them are not seeking out coaching because they don't have enough space at home to get into coaching because the, the whole family is there. Most of them are just very quiet right now. If you're comfortable without, you know, disclosing too much of your, your 
family's privacy. Can you think of a funny story of something that's happened since lockdown that you've had to really call on your mindfulness attitudes? I think, okay, so let me think if I want to share this. (laughs) (laughs) On the one hand, there's this drama of homeschooling that I have every day with my son. That's a very, very hard time. And I have to call on my mindfulness all the time. (laughs) So that's tough. But so my sister came visiting us this weekend because it was my son's birthday. And she lives in Bavaria, which is a region which is quite at a high risk because they have a lot of infections there. Uh, And we live in a region where not that many. And she came and my parents invited her. We live with my parents and my parents invited her. She came and I didn't even think about it, that this could be a problem. My husband had quite a problem with it. It was very, very interesting how we handled this. And we had this little dance of like him not wanting to hurt me and, but still tell me. And he was upset and I was then upset. And there was this, this weird dance. And in the end, we just said, everybody will say what he or she wants to say and has to say in this moment and the other person will listen with love. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And, and then it was okay. He just wanted to know that I had thought about it, which I hadn't. <laughs> but it was just, you know, it's my sister. And I didn't think of her as somebody who could be infectious, you know, like it was just not on my mind at all. And I didn't have the bandwidth anymore to just think about it and feel through it. And because there was so much going on, but I also needed to say that I needed her here and it was okay that my parents invited her. So we just, we really decided that we would both listen with love and then it was okay. It was just, it was a slip. I just didn't think about it. I was just happy to see her and I hugged her when she came in and was like, oh my God, you know, hugging your sister is so normal, but right now it's actually not okay. Yeah. And I'm sure by sharing that, that you have normalized that for a lot of people, because not only do we have to treat our loved ones as potential threats, Mm -hmm. lots and lots of families are having to make difficult choices about who they spend time with, who they allow their children to spend time with, even within the family. People who who can't afford to have their in-laws or their own parents come and care for the kids because There could be risk in both directions. There's just so much to this that it's, I believe, causing us to be, forcing us, I should say, to be fully present to what's happening and to just be careful of ourselves and each other. Yeah. It's it's a very weird feeling when you, you know, my, my husband, he's in his company, he's the head of the crisis management for this coronavirus stuff, how they, the company deals with it. So he's very aware and he has a medical background and everything. And we have done everything right, everything. And then I just come along and my sister, I'm just, I just hug her and I, we invite her in. And he didn't want to be that, that guy, <laughs> I don't want to use a bad word here, who is just forbidding her, his sister-in-law to come visit the house. but. Actually, he wanted to. He wanted to do that, and it was it was very interesting how we how we managed to deal with that. 
because since I've become a coach, actually, we have a, such a better way of communicating with each other, and which is very nice that we are able to do that. Yeah. So listening with love, everybody. It's not easy, but no. it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to open your heart and trust that the other person means well. Even and if you need to walk away for a few minutes to get yourself there. <laughs> yes, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Well, Julia, this has just been so special and I appreciate you giving your time and, and your heart and soul and stories to the group. I cannot thank Julia Meter enough again for giving us her time for this podcast and to share her story. Believe it or not, I was originally scheduled to interview Julia on March 13th, which was the day that she found out that her kids were going to be home from school indefinitely, which was such a shock to her that she couldn't bear to be fully present to the interview. And then months later, she gave the interview she gave just now and how amazing how life can change in an instant. So thank you so much, Julia. If you'd like to hear more about her journey, visit her website, dreamfinder-coaching.de. And you can also check out her expat partner podcast. And thank you everyone for listening. If you're anything like Julia and want to be your own phoenix rising from the ashes, go ahead and check out Raleigh Coaching Academy. We're actually the only globally accredited coach training program in the world that specializes in authentic leadership. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit raleighcoaching.com. That's R-A-L-E-I-G-H coaching.com. And this program is now being offered virtually due to COVID, which opens it up to those of you listening from Germany, Argentina, Thailand, wherever, as long as you have an internet connection, we can reach you. Intro and outro music for this podcast was provided by a dear friend and former client, the incredibly talented Autumn Rose Brand. You can find out more about her and her music at autumnbrandviolin.com. This episode was edited and produced by Earfluence. For more on full-service podcast production for your business or personal brand, visit earfluence.com. Thanks and stay safe.